Welcome to season number four of the Get Your Money Right podcast. The podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. So if you're tired of listening to big banks and broke people on how to live a mediocre financial life, this is the place for you. To find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host, the money misfit, Jamar Dupaz, and this is episode number 60, Big Six Zero, which actually happened to be the same number of the fire station that I'm home to here in Houston, which is completely irrelevant to today's podcast. But today we're going to talk about money. you like, well, we always talk about money. But today we're going to talk about what money actually is. What is money? Have you ever asked that? What is money? Now, about a year or so ago, we talked about where does money come from? So I think it's appropriate to at least talk about if we know where money comes from, what is money? And if you truly want to get your money, I mean, really want to understand your money, you should at least know what money is. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And of course, it may give you a little bit different way to look at money uh, as we always try to challenge the way you do things and look at things and all that good stuff. So if this is your first time tuning in, I'd say welcome, welcome. Thanks for being here. I don't know how you found me, but I appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life, how you can truly understand it so you can achieve the goals you want to achieve. Go see the places you want to see, be with the people you want to be. Just live the lifestyle that you want to live and using your money as a tool and not a hindrance to the things that you want out of life. And if you want to find out more about how we do what we do and all that good stuff, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And consider becoming one of the misfits. At the very least, jump on the Jumpstart to Get Your Money Right email course. It's a five-day course that'll kind of give you an overview about what we do, how we do, and some quick wins on how you can put some more money in your pocket without making any more money today. So go ahead and jump on that. Also, we got a brand new Facebook group. Uh, it's a small group of, of misfits, right? We talk about money and we have more and more things planned coming for that group. So we're just building that up. So come over on Facebook and join the money misfits. So uh, with that being said, we're going to get on into it today. I have a little disclaimer, a little bit of warning. The kiddos are awake, right? I usually record this show when they're asleep or something like that, but I kind of felt inspired and they're awake. So I decided to go ahead and get on the mic and get to spitting. So you may hear them in the background. So those who don't know, I got four kids. Uh, and one of the things I love about my kids is that they're kids and I allow them to be kids when it's appropriate. Right. Uh, we do do discipline in this house, but uh, when it's when they're allowed to be kids, they're allowed to be kids. And I encourage that. So you may hear them in the background. So please forgive my uh, unprofessionalism, so to speak. So. Let's get on into it. We're not doing a review or anything today. Uh, we're just going to talk about what money is. So what is money? 
if you look at the definition or if you Google it or whatnot, uh, the traditional sense of money is money is simply just a medium of exchange. So what do you mean by a medium of exchange? If I want something from you and you want it, you know, and you have it to offer, you would likely accept money as a payment to give me what I'm looking for. So, for example, if I want a new computer, right, I go to the Windows Store, Apple Store or Dell or wherever you get your computers from. You say, hey, I want that computer. And they say, sure, you can have that computer. I will need something in exchange. If I give you this computer that I made or I created that I have for sale, you will need to give me something in exchange, something in return for me to give you this computer. And traditionally, that is money. Now, long, 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 long time ago, that was a difficult thing to do, right? Because what we would do is we would create things and we would trade and barter, barter, right? So somebody would say was a seamstress. They would make clothes, right? Or they would make, if you really want to go really far back, they would make fur or skins and things like that, things that cover your body. And maybe what you had in exchange was, you know, I don't know, maybe milk or something. Maybe you had some dairy cows or whatnot, and you produce milk for the village. You would exchange however many cases or gallons or whatever of milk for that fur or that clothing or whatnot. Now, a lot of times what you have in exchange for somebody else is much more valuable than what they have to give, right? Or what you want from them. So if you had a cow for sale and the only thing they had to exchange was, let's say, a duck, right? I exchanged my my cow for your duck. That's not a very equal medium of exchange. So that's where money kind of came into place. And money could be anything, right? Uh, if you look at the history of money, it was coins. It has been sticks, rocks, uh, straw, all kinds of things can be considered money. But the only thing that makes money money is the people that participate in the exchange system, right? So the only reason like if I were to give you a dollar, the only reason you would accept that dollar as a medium of exchange is because you believe that you can take that dollar, turn around and buy something else with it. Right. So if I give you a dollar, you believe that that dollar will add more value to your life or allow you to purchase more value or to purchase more wealth, that sort of thing. So that's what money is. And that's basically how money it came about. It became that's how we got dollars and coins and, and things like that. These mediums of exchange so you can get stuff for what you have. And so, you know, money comes in different forms. If we fast forward to today, right, you go to work, you labor, uh, you bring your ideas, you bring your skills, whatever it is to your employer or to your clients and your business. And in return for the value that you produce or display or provide you get money in in return. Now, money comes, like I said, in different forms. So you get a paycheck, right? Uh, some people still get paper paychecks. That in itself is money uh, or at least a medium of exchange. And you believe you can take that check and cash it or deposit it and get more value out of that paycheck. Now, most people in the modern era gets, or, or you know, I won't say most people, I don't know if it's most people or not, but like me, I get direct deposit. All it is is a digital input into what they account, my account, right? Which is just a digital, you know, kind of make-believe deal. So it's not actually physical, real. So a lot of people believe that money has to be something that is physical, hard cash, 
cash is just a convenience, right? It's a way to carry value. Uh, so when you go out, you can utilize it uh, in, in small increments. But today we have become really efficient using digital currency, digital money uh, in a form of credit or debit, things like that, uh, which leads me to the next thing. Credit is money. So and, uh, some of y'all, you you know, you probably gasp right now. Oh, my God. Credit is money. Well, credit is money. Why? Because credit can be utilized as a medium of exchange. Now, I've explained this before, uh, and especially on our uh, Score 750 webinar that we did about the difference between credit and debt, because credit and debt are not necessarily the same thing. Uh, there's been this big, um, if you look at it, if you if you look at if you look at the big, uh, you know, famous money people and stuff like that, and how everybody's kind of running away from debt and they want to be debt free, they have equated debt with credit, and that's not necessarily. The, the same thing, right? Because even your money is credit, right? So when you get a direct deposit, all they're doing is depositing credits into your account. And you can use those credits to purchase other things, right? So it's a medium of exchange. If I go to a restaurant and I order food, right? They are accrediting me that value, right? So they're going to bring me my food. And after they bring me my food, then I pay them, I complete the transaction with money, right? Or with, with a credit card or with cash or with debit or whatnot. But they have credited me that uh, that time, that space for me to eat my food first before they actually uh, wanted to close out that transaction. Uh, same way if you go to a bar and you open up a tab, right? They're lending you credit, but it doesn't necessarily mean debt. It only becomes debt when it's time to close out the transaction and I don't have the money to close the transaction altogether. I don't have the cash or the capital to close the transaction altogether, right? So even on a basic accounting firm perspective, debt is only when you don't have the actual money to cover the credit that's out there, right? So uh, we'll we'll dig into that later on. But if you've taken any of the courses, if you've taken into the boot camp, We've kind of touched on that and how we actually use our credit credit cards, not as debt vehicles, but credit vehicles or cash vehicles. And we don't actually go into debt to to use our credit cards like we don't actually go into debt to increase our credit score. We show you how to increase your credit score without going into debt. But that's for a whole nother conversation. But credit is money. Uh, another exchange that you hear a lot of people talk about is gold. Right. Gold is money. And the only reason that gold is money is because be people believe that gold is money. So uh, before uh, 1970 or in early 1900s, you used to take a dollar and you can take the dollar and you can take it to the government and the government would give you a gold coin back. They would give you an equivalent amount of gold for the dollar that you brought to them. Right. Today, that's not the same. Uh, we were taken off the gold standard back in, in 1970, 1971, something like that, where then our money became really a debt instrument, right? Our money is not attached to anything. It's basically make believe. It's just saying that, hey, it's no longer attached to gold, uh, particularly, right? But you can use money to buy gold. It's just not that equal exchange as it used to be, right? So now we have what's called a fiat currency. And that fiat currency is based on what's in circulation, what or the value of it is based on how many of these fiat currencies or these digits are in circulation. It's based on what people view the value of these dollars are. 
and things like that. Um, so money today is credit. It's credits. It's digital. It's not necessarily physical anymore. Uh, money is a contract, right? So it's a contract between one person or another or a contract is another form of money. Uh, so, for example, teachers will say, hey, I will sign this contract to work for this school district for the next year for an exchange of this. So that contract in itself is money. When I first got started in real estate, uh, what I would do was uh, it was called wholesaling, wholesaling real estate, which I recommend everybody. If you're going to get involved in real estate investment, it's a great place to start if you have no money. Uh, so basically what I would do is I would go out and I would find uh, these homes that people are looking to sell. Right. Maybe they don't put it out on the market uh, maybe because the house is run down or they are trying to get out of it quickly or whatnot. So I would go find these properties that people are looking to sell. I would lock down a price. So say, for instance, this house is they will sell me the house for fifty thousand dollars. I would write out a contract that say, hey, look, I am willing to buy this house from you for fifty thousand dollars. Right. And uh, what they would do is they would sign a contract. I would sign a contract. Then I would take that contract to a title company or basically a, a, a lawyer or a company that handles these real estate transactions. Right. And then I would take that contract. And now I have this contract in my hand. That contract is now money because it can be used as a medium to exchange more value. So what I would do is I take that contract and I would turn around and sell that contract to an investor, another investor who wants that property because maybe they want to flip the property. Maybe they want to flip it and sell it. Maybe they want to fix it up and hold on to it and rent it out. So I would take that contract that I agreed to spend to pay fifty thousand dollars for and I would turn around and sell it to an investor for sixty thousand dollars. But all there was was a piece of paper. I never money never left my hand. Right. All it was was an agreement. It was a trust issue. It was a it was something that they believe the the seller believed that I would give them fifty thousand dollars. Right. And the investor says, look, you have something value. You have a contract in your hand and I want to give you sixty thousand dollars for that fifty thousand dollar contract. Right. So then me and the investor would write a contract and we would exchange. Right. That contract would go to to the real estate company or to the title company. And then the seller would end up making the $60,000 purchase of that property. And I would just get the difference. So it may sound a little complicated and we'll dig into how wholesale and real estate and stuff uh, works. But if you look, I made money out of thin air. At least that's what it looks like, right? I now have just made $10,000 without putting in any of my own like actual physical money, right? Just by creating that medium of exchange. And this is what I want you to kind of get at. Well, money is not the end all be all. Money is not something physical. Money is not just uh, the dollar dollar bills as we've been taught growing up that is all about, all about, all about money. Well, money matters, right? Because, you know, I got this whole podcast about money. But I really want you to understand what money is and what money is not. Money is not only the physical greenbacks that you can feel. Money is not only what you see in your bank account. Money is also your knowledge, your ability, your labor, your skills, your imagination. When people say it takes money to make money, in a sense, they're right, because money is any medium of exchange. I can exchange my ideas 
for money. I can exchange my ideas that will give me more ability to exchange more money, right? To get more value. Uh, what money is not, money is not necessarily wealth, right? And that's one of the things that we kind of get mixed up on. So especially in these days and age, so it used to be wealth, right? Because you could turn in money for wealth. You can turn in money for gold because gold in, in a sense holds its value. Money today is actually a depreciating asset. Why do I say that? We talked about this before, about the four silent financial killers, right? And one of those being uh, inflation, right? Inflation is this hidden tax. Inflation is when things around you become more expensive. And in other words, it takes more dollars. It takes more fiat currency. It takes more money to buy the same thing, right? So the same house that I'm in today cost twice as much today as it did 20 years ago or 10 years ago, actually, <laughs> really five years ago <laughs> in the way money is going right now. But uh, so if you hold on to money, what you're doing is losing money because it's a depreciating value like a car. Once you drive the car off a lot or the longer you hold on to a car, the less valuable it becomes. It depreciates in value. The same thing with your money. Now, it doesn't happen as fast as a car, right? But 2% a year, 3% a year, 1% a year, over the life, over your lifetime, it becomes blaringly uh, more obvious, right? So today, it may take, you know, $1,500 to buy an ounce of gold, right? Uh, back in 1940, it took basically, you know, say a dollar to buy an ounce of gold, right? Or, or put it this way, you could buy a custom-made suit for one ounce of gold in 1940. Today, you can still buy a custom-made suit for one ounce of gold. The difference is the gold is worth, or the money, it takes $1,500 for one ounce of gold instead of $1 for one ounce of gold, if that makes sense, right? So the dollar itself has become less valuable. So when you hold on to a dollar, when you hold on to money, over the long term, it depreciates. So you always want to be making sure that your money is working for you. This is the whole point of this this whole deal, right? Is we've talked about this, how to get yourself to where you are, to where you want to go. Right now, most of us are in this place where we exchange our time for money, right? But the goal is once you get that money in your hand, is to now put that money to work for you to where it makes you more money. Right. It brings you more income on a regular basis. And then once you have that income coming in that that money is making for you, then you buy yourself some more wealth and wealth is is measured in time. Right. Uh, uh, and, and richness or riches are measured in dollars. And you don't necessarily want to have a bunch of money if it can't buy you a bunch of time. Right. You want true wealth, things that appreciate in value. So businesses, they appreciate in value and they also kick off value every month. Uh, property, art, things that appreciate that become more valuable in the future. Right. A home, for the most part, becomes more valuable in the future. And in, and in reality, it doesn't necessarily come, become more valuable. What, what actually happens is the dollar becomes less valuable. Right. So it takes more dollars to buy the same house because you think about it. You buy a brand new home and you sell it 30 years later. 
that toilet has been used. That house has been run down, if, especially if you haven't kept up with it and things like that. That is a used house. But 30 years from now, you're going to be able to sell it for a whole lot more, for a whole lot more dollars than is that you bought it for. Why is that? Because things because of inflation, because dollars buy less stuff in the future. That's why holding on to dollars. That's why saving by itself won't save you. Think about it. Right. And we've we've talked about this before. You know, in 1980, making one hundred thousand dollars a year, you was doing all right. Right. You, you were balling. But one hundred thousand a year today is not the same as it was in 1980 to have the same lifestyle that you had in 1980. You need to be making somewhere around three hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Because that's what the cost of living has done. That's how that's how inflation eats away at you. So that's why I always tell people, no matter where you are today. Right. No matter what kind of job you're in today, if it if you can't see that job taking you from one hundred thousand to three hundred thousand in the next 20, 30 years, you're moving backwards. Right. This is why I'm such a harsh critic on uh, people just saving or people just putting their money in Wall Street and hoping for the best. Right. That's why I believe that a 401k by itself is just a savings vehicle. It's not a wealth building vehicle. And that's savings at best. Right. Because you can lose your money (laughs) uh, in the 401k. Right. You can lose money. Even that match that everybody uh, so covets. Now, I believe you should you know, you should have these and use these in your overall game plan. But don't fall asleep on it. Right. Uh, Because and I love compound interest. Right. And we'll do another show on that and how to really utilize that. But these are one of the big big silent killers that I talk about is taxes, right? Uh, also inflation and fees and those fees and those convenience fees that we pay. A lot of times the biggest ones that we pay is when we leave our money in the hands of wall street. Now they're going to make their money one way or the other. It doesn't matter if the market goes up or go down, right? Cause they take fees off the top of our money and those fees add up those compounding, those fees compound just like your interest rate do. So Uh, That means you end up paying more and more and more and more uh, and they take more and more and more of your wealth. Now, if they're offering a service for you, I don't mind paying people for that service, but just be aware of what you're paying. You know, I want to know what I'm being charged. I want to know what it's costing me to to give my money to some stranger uh, in return for whatever it is I think I'm going to get in the future. But that's money. Right. Uh, Money is is just a uh, it's not necessarily wealth. Right. But you want to take your money. And create wealth. And you do that by uh, buying businesses and buying real estate and buying art and and buying things that appreciate and value. Uh, You can take your money, your ideas and create books and music and things like that, which in turn uh, provides wealth for you. Um, But we'll talk about that a little bit more. And if, if you're not if you're not familiar with that, go back and listen to this to all these past episodes. We've talked about this quite often. I think we even did an episode on the difference between savings and wealth building. Uh, We talked about the four financial killers. These are things that you want to make sure you have a good grasp on uh, moving forward in your financial plan. Now, I'm not a financial planner, but if you can understand these things and you go meet with a financial planner, you go meet with a financial advisor, you have a better better understanding of what uh, what they'll be talking to you about. And you'll also be able to get through the nonsense that a lot of them teach you because to be honest with you, most of them out there are just salespeople. They just sell you uh, mutual funds and insurance policies and stuff like that because that's how they make their money. 
I, and, and to be honest with you, I'm not mad at them, right? Because uh, this industry is a difficult industry to make money in because they don't, it's hard to make money off of broke people, right? Uh, and, but financial advisors and financial planners, they don't want to talk to broke people because they make their money off the assets that you have or the money you're able to pay them. And the amount of work that they put in for one person uh, is usually thousands of dollars worth of work. So they don't really help the person who is just getting started because there's not a lot of money there. Right. And that's where this podcast and this where, you know, kind of I come in. And it's one of the things that I saw as a writing on the wall. And and I, again, I'm not mad at them because it takes a lot of time to sit down with somebody one on one and try to go through go through their finances and stuff like that, because there's no way to get a commission off of helping you uh, as, uh, allocate just your basic dollars. Right. There's nothing to sell that will help you manage your money on a day to day basis. Uh, but they can sell you mutual funds. They can sell you insurance policies. They can sell you annuities. They get commissions for those things. And that's how they make their money. Uh, unless you go with like a fee only financial advisor. Right. So there's those are fee only financial advisors. But you got to have some money up front to pay them or to keep them on the retainer and things like that. And anybody that's really good at their job, uh, they are going to want to get paid well for what they do. And sometimes it's difficult to find people uh, that will help you in that position. So, again, that's where we come in at. But so money is not necessarily wealth. Money is a means to gather wealth. Right. Uh, So that's what I want to kind of talk about today is that that that's what money is. And if you can really understand that, that money is just a medium of exchange and it comes in so many different forms. Right. It comes in the form of your knowledge. It comes in the form of your labor. Right. So you go to work. That's your exchange for a paycheck and that paycheck gets deposited into your account which allows you to use uh, those dollars or those credits to purchase uh, or get more things into your life that you want, things that, that you value, right? So you can exchange, right? You take your money, exchange it for whatever it is, a burger or a shirt, clothes, a house, whatever they may be. Uh, credit is money, right? But also understand that credit is not necessarily the same as debt. We'll dig into that. And if you have any questions, come to the Facebook group. And I'll answer those things. Uh, money is a depreciating asset. So always understand that you want your money to continue to move, 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 move. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't save money, right? It doesn't mean that you don't have money sitting in the account, because even if the money is sitting in the account, it is working, right? It is moving. Money is energy. Right. So money, even sitting in the account, it's helping you because it can be as a security blanket, which allows you to move faster. Right. When you know you have money uh, that's behind you to catch you, if things go wrong, you move faster with more confidence. Right. Uh, there's less to worry about. There's, it, it frees you up to have money, have cash on hand, uh, to have those digits, to have those credits in your account. Right. Um, so. Uh, so I'm not saying don't have savings. Right. But always understand that uh, long term having savings is not necessarily building wealth. Uh, having savings is a depreciating asset in the uh, monetary system that we're in today, because the longer you hold on to money, the less valuable it becomes because you can buy less with it tomorrow than you can today. Right. So understand that money is a depreciating asset. But what you want to do with that money is buy you some appreciating assets, right? Things that will be valuable in the future or better yet, most of us, we need to take our money and buy assets that are giving us more cash flow, 
right? Rental real estate, uh, vending machines, uh, wash interiors, uh, maybe getting more skills that allow you to decouple your time from your money, right? So if you write a book or if you learn how to market, if you uh, start a, any type of business, if you, let's say you want to start a blog, right? And uh, building a website is an asset. Me and my wife was talking about this. She has this YouTube video that she did with Shea, uh, about Shea Moisture. And she did that a couple of months ago and it's gotten thousands upon thousands of views. But that that video is an asset. Why? Because there's ads that run on that video. And she's made, I don't know, $60, $70 just off that video. Now, she didn't put that video out to make any money. It's just she put it out there. And she just noticed that YouTube said, hey, you've made some money from your video. And now that video every single day is just making money. That video is an asset. Now, it took her some time and it took her, you know, our iPhone to shoot the video. Right. It took our Internet and access to upload the video, things like that. But that video is an asset that is producing income for her. It's very small, but I just want to kind of give you that idea is it doesn't necessarily just uh, take money. It doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be like real estate because a lot of people hear that. It's like, well, I don't have any money to make money on real estate. You can start small. There's always ways to make money and we'll dig into those ways as well. But there's always ways to make more money. But point of telling that story is for the most of us, the only way we know how to bring more money is is using our labor. The next thing you want to do is once you've mastered using your labor and your time to make money is learn to have your money make you more money by bringing in more money on a regular basis, not necessarily buying something that you hope would increase in value one day. Right. You want to figure out how to make take your money that'll make you more money on a regular basis, a monthly basis, a continuously basis, purchase assets that give off cash flow. Once you have enough cash flow that are coming in, that's covering all your expenses. That's when I call That's when I say you are financially independent. Right. And we talked about the seven stages to financial freedom before I'll put a link to the show notes and that so you can kind of get a better understanding of that. But you get to a place of financial independence where your your money is making you enough money where it can cover just your basic expenses. Right. So now you're decoupled. You're free. You're away from you having to work for your money to cover your basic expenses. That is financial independence. Once you get to that point, then you can buy things that just that you hope will increase in value. Right. Like land or a property that you just want to kind of hold on to or a piece of art or anything that you that won't necessarily give you cash today. But you think maybe someday in the future you can sell for more money. Right. Those are kind of the phases that I think about when I go through. So I want to make as much money as I possibly can uh, as efficiently as I can with my labor. Then take the money I get from my labor and have that money go make me more money, buying assets that bring me more money on a regular basis. And then with that money, I can turn around and buy assets that will be uh, valuable for decades and generations to come. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, but I didn't I didn't mean to talk about that. But anyway, that's what money is. Money is nothing more than a medium of exchange. Now, it's one of those things I better teach with visual aids. Right. Uh, I'm getting better, I think, I hope, at explaining these things on an audio podcast. But I hope that was clear to you. We will do another boot camp. I'm thinking somewhere around the 15th of July. So uh, be on the lookout for that. If you're not on the email list, get on the email list. Just become a misfit. I'll also talk about it. Uh, in the in the uh, Facebook group. So come on and go and join us in there. And if you have any questions, 
bring all your questions and comments into the Facebook group. If you don't want to kind of be out there and you don't want to put your face out there, you can always email me at jamar at yourmoneyright.com. I respond to all my emails, so uh, you can do that. Or if you get your emails from me already, just hit reply and I respond and see all those emails. So with that being said, uh, I hope that was helpful, right? Uh, You should understand what money is. We already know where money comes from, right? And money comes from people. It only comes from people, right? And how do you get money from people? You have to have something in exchange, something that they want, something of value that they're willing to pay you for, right? And that's where money comes from because that's what money does, allows us to buy more valuable things for us. Now, the trick is not to take your money and buy less value things, not to take your money and spend it all on stuff that gives you no value once it's done. Some of the things you have to do, uh, like consume, like you got to eat, you got to eat. So that money comes in and it goes out, but it fuels your body to go make more money. Now, there's some things that you never want to spend your money on, like drugs, right, that uh, make you less valuable, that make you less uh, productive, things like that. Those are non-productive expenses. You want to eliminate those out of your life altogether. But I'm not one of those people that says you just need to eliminate expenses because some expenses I think you should increase. I think you should increase the, the money you spend on books. I think you should increase the money you spend on education. I think you should increase the money you spend on uh, getting yourself better, on your health, on your food, making investments in your body, in your spiritual world, in your relationships. These are things that make life fulfilling, right? And we use money to to exchange for greater value if we can just keep that in our mind that we're taking our money to get greater value you'll always increase even if about one percent a month one percent a day one percent a year over your lifetime that compounds and you really get it you really understand it if you're really patient and really can see the vision you can see how that one percent a month one percent a day one percent a year one percent a decade can roll over and brush off on your children and your children's children and you start building a legacy that people will write books about and that's what this is all about so hopefully that was helpful if you like it do me a favor head over to itunes and leave us a review or just come over to the facebook group and tell me uh what this show has done for you Uh, It helps for other people to see. uh, It gives them social proof that, hey, this is worth listening to and I can gain something from it. So do that for us. Uh, And if not, just keep listening. I do appreciate you listening. Uh, I really do. And so I'm going to sign out with that. I love you and God bless. We're talking about money, 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 cash, cash, cash. I said we're talking about.